You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Jim. Stay with us after today's podcast for an exclusive preview of my audiobook. Hello there. Hello there. There's a voice that conjures up visions of a cigar-chomping carnival barker, but the speaker is not human. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. Well, that's Hoover the Harbor Seal, recorded years ago at the New England Aquarium. Apparently, over the years, Hoover had picked up a few of the common phrases from people who leaned over his tank to try to speak to him. Hoover the Harbor Seal is just one of a number of animals I've recorded over the years who mimic human speech. And here's another... That was Rex the Starling, who was studied and trained by Dr. Meredith West. Rex not only mimicked human speech, but also imitated household sounds, like creaking doors. That was what we call jargon, a collection of sounds that Rex had overheard. And one of the things that Rex did was that he took bits and pieces out of conversation and then recreated them into other sentence forms. And that's something that people think that the human infant does. Before it can really speak many words very articulately, it can give off very long strings of utterances that sound very much like human conversation, but like human conversation in a language that you don't quite know all the words. Hey, if you're a fan of Pulse of the Planet, please check out our website, pulseplanet.com, for some exciting news. That's PulsePlanet.com. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is The Pulse of the Planet. As promised, here's an excerpt from Sacred Mounds, my first novel, a work of historical fiction and magical realism. Gray Turtle started to move to the drumbeat. His gestures morphed effortlessly into a dance, as if the drum was animating his body. It reminded Lewis of someone doing sign language interpretation at a concert. Grey Turtle embodied the music, shivering with the drum pulses and embellishing them in ways the sound could not express. It wasn't flashy like the fancy hoop dances Lewis had once seen at a powwow. It was simpler, with elegance and grace. The movements were spare. A flick of the wrist, a cock of the head, a gentle sway which somehow combined to convey a suite of images. His mask had a blank, vacant look. On Grey Turtle, it seemed to take on a multitude of faces, each gesture engendering an expression, a rainbow of emotions flickering by like picture cards in a shuffling deck or images in a kinetoscope. A shy child walking in the wake of an older brother a coquettish young woman, 
an impatient suitor, an angry rival, a despairing mother, a proud father, a resolute elder, the transitions as seamless as a set of rippling waves. As a tenant in Skyfisher's body, Lewis sensed his surroundings as a glowing impressionist tableau. Grey Turtle's dance emanated bursts of light like showers from firework sparklers, with the movements taking on an ephemeral life of their own, the formless taking form, and before you could name it, gone, replaced by another shape. A hint of recognition, and then it was gone too. Lewis thought he saw the first stages of a human embryo, the flight of a hummingbird, the beating heart of a wildcat, the predatory dive of a hawk, the flick of a fishtail. And then the scale of the dance seemed to shift as Grey Turtle's movements took on less recognizable forms. Everyone else in the room began to move. Lewis, too, beckoned by an invisible partner, impelled, shuffling around the fire. The chant was repetitive and simple, as were the movements, a series of half-steps. Swept along by the current of the music, they moved in time with a drumbeat. Grey Turtle wove his dance around and between the circle of elders and younger men, hovering, touching each of them with one of his feathers. When it brushed against Lewis, it was as though he'd stepped on a live wire. A surge of electricity whipped through his body, cat-scanning every neuron. Lewis felt his material self become like carbonated water, zillions of bubbles bursting in effervescence, his thoughts dissolving as inexorably as an Alka-Seltzer tablet, leaving him a dancing, rhythmic being embraced and animated by a finer force, a planet orbiting with others around a sunfire. Grey Turtle was a comet, a wild card, an angel whisking amidst the denser dancers like a neutrino incarnate, carrying a wordless message on behalf of the force impelling the dance. Whatever it was, it seemed to be hungry, not for power or animal sacrifices or good intentions, but for something which could be only experienced with every fiber, every synapse wholeheartedly engaged. If Horton was going to hear this who, every cell in Lewis's body had to be on board, every bubble bursting with a quantum wave particle of love. In the whirling logic of the dance, an indescribable feeling reanimated Lewis's body husk resonating with the nameless signal. Everyone in the room was adding strength to it, brother planets revolving, listening, and suddenly silent and still. Grey Turtle removed his mask and joined the elders and younger men, sitting on the benches around the room, facing the fire. A long silence, punctuated by crackles and hisses from the fire pit. Something had transpired, shifted, although Lewis couldn't say what. Words evaporated like the memory of a dream. Everyone in the room had been shown a possibility that beckoned, reminding them what they were capable of. Thanks for listening. To order Sacred Mounds in print or audio, visit sacredmoundsnovel.com. That's sacredmoundsnovel.com.